Hello, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. You rate and review my podcast if you like me. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's Yes King Oliver. Tati bye. Hey everyone, so I'm trying out this new app called Wisdom where I can speak to my followers and my listeners and they can ask me questions and talk to me, etc. Um, I'm going to be doing a live talk at 12 o'clock GMT time on uh, Tuesday the 21st of December. So if you want to speak to me, ask me questions, um, follow me now. I'll put a link in the bio below. Yes, King Oliver is my username and the app is Wisdom. I'll be going live 12 o'clock GMT, Tuesday the 21st, where you can speak to me directly, ask me questions, etc. And um, yeah, we can just have a nice little chat and um, I can see my listeners are how you've helped me or how I've helped you. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you can just ask me questions, really. So uh, hopefully I'll see a lot of you there. No idea who's going to turn up. No idea if anyone listens. A lot of people do listen, but you know, real people and listeners are two different things. So yeah, I'll speak to you on Tuesday. See you there. I know I get that, but what I'm saying to you is, and you still haven't answered the question. Sorry, Jeff. It's fine. It's probably the Tourette's. Probably. Fuck it. How Sorry. under control is your Tourette's now? From Because I didn't know you when you were swearing out loud. It wasn't out loud, it's mumbling. So, when out... someone's walking down the road, and you hear them say, shit, fuck, bollocks, da 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 they've got Tourette's. That isn't due... I've always been told that that's an uncontrollable twitch. You're saying it's a level of frustration they've got with themselves. Hence, they're having to vocalise that frustration through a swear word. He has got a whole internal dialogue going on in his head. He's not just in a classroom shouting Pikachu, right? In his head, he's thinking about Pokemon. He's doing something in his head, right? Okay. Okay? When, like, he's not just in meditation and suddenly you hear a guy go, Fuck! Yeah. He's thinking about something. He's angry. He's got a whole world going on. He's got a commentator. Why is she doing this? Why is he up there? Look at that squirrel. Look at that squirrel. Hello, squirrel. Cool. He's got... You see him, but he's got... His whole brain yeah. is active. That's why I couldn't focus at school, because I was in my head yeah. thinking about... That's not just Tourette's, though. That can be other things as well. An overthinker is also someone that's highly anxious. But so... it's a different part of the brain that's been stimulated when you are thinking about something in like a high, intense level that makes you... Move. It's like having um, um, uh, an epilepsy fit. Yeah. You can't. It's, it's uncontrollable, right? Something's gone on in the brain, like a certain neuron in the left hand side or whatever, that's stimulated when I think that makes the twitches, and when I'm not thinking, like when I'm asleep or whatever, I'm not twitching. So, but... talk to me then a bit about meditation. It's simply just no thoughts, no brain activity, no voice in your head, no sound. You're just silent. It's just peace. So how do you get to that point being so energetic? So this is what I did. When I came off my medication... I what did the medication do? Slowed my brain down. Slowed your brain down. To stop down. the twitching, because okay. the twitching is from the, the brain activity. Okay. And then um, I'd fall asleep and get tired trying to think. And right. then the whole day would start again. And then yeah. 10 years later, I'm still doing the same shit. When I came off my medication, I thought about all the stuff that I never ended up thinking about. Because I had the brain power. Okay? And then meditation allowed me to stop new thoughts coming in. Right. Because it'll be like... Why has he got that? Why does he have got the right hand side? And I go into analysation of why has he got it there? Why do we cut our nails for? How do people back in the day that nail clippers cut their nails? They scratch along the floor. Then I'd analyse, you know. But all those thoughts I would stop. Because thoughts well, don't of end. of course. But also, yeah, there's also a level of being able to... Um, there's also a level of being able to... Um, of course I say now. There's a level of being able to control your thoughts. As in, look, because I get thoughts come through my mind every single day. 
you know, I get, am I doing, my, mine are more related to business and success. So mine are, have a bit more direction. Am I working hard enough? Could I have more clients? Could I be doing more? You know, am I being the best version of myself? Could I go for a run now and be fitter later? Why didn't I score that goal yesterday when I was playing football? I was one-on-one with a goalkeeper. How can I get better? So mine, mine are... You're talking that about... That was me before 21. I know, but what you've just but, said... Like excessive bit, like, level. Yeah, I know, but yours didn't really benefit you. So I think a lot of it was beating yourself up. And what I mean by that is, you know, figuring out why people cut their nails, as an example. I know that probably never happened, but no. that, as an, <laughs> that as an example is a bit of an out there thought that actually doesn't really benefit anything. Finding the solution to my problems... That's why I had to meditate to stop those unnecessary I know, thoughts. but finding the solution to my problems could... And the people that listen to this podcast probably feel the same, that... We all overthink stuff. We all sit there and think, could I be doing more? Did I seize the day as much as I could? Should I really be drinking this weekend or should I really? But you're saying your thoughts were just, oh my God, why do, why do Renault have that as their logo? Um, why, why uh, I don't know, why does, 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 does the pub have to close at 12? Why can't it go? These are all things that don't really benefit you in the long run. So why are you even thinking about them? Exactly. That's what my brain was, just unnecessary bullshit. But didn't you ever think to yourself, fuck me, these thoughts mean nothing to me. No, because I couldn't stop them. That's the whole point. I couldn't stop myself. It's like, it's like putting your your Lamborghini in in uh, in in reverse, and and you're trying to hold it back. <clears throat> the car's going that way, and you're going that way. I couldn't stop. That's what the Tourette's was. It was just yeah. constant in my head. And the more you think, it's a muscle. I was charging my muscle, so I had now more energy to focus about, think of new stuff. And it was just like a bodybuilder going to the gym. Keeps lifting weights. He gets stronger, and he can keep lifting more. Yeah. And I realised it's never going to end. So I had to stop through meditation until no thoughts came into my brain because my brain realised through yeah. being weak from not giving it fuel, from thinking that it's not going to get those and tell thoughts. Me then, and it was a fucking battle. How did that fare when it came to meeting girls? I just had... not <clears throat> I, I was nervous. I was scared of rejection. I would say what I was going to say in my head and then I wouldn't actually say it to them. So I spent like all half an hour planning what I'm going to say as if it was a script, right? And then it would never even happen or I'd say something and she'd be like, it's so weird. And I'd be like, ah, I'd go into my head again. And I'd be like analyzing, why did I say that you fucking twat? You know, like what well, you should have said. Give me an example. <laughs> and like, I don't know, um, like I could go up to her. Okay, then what? And then, so this is my voice with my third voice. Okay, go up to yeah. her, then what? Just say like, hello, nice to meet you. Don't be weird, don't shake her around because who the fuck shakes her around? Kiss her on the cheek and then I visualizing, do people hug, hold the hand, say nice to meet you, kiss? Do they kiss twice? Do they kiss, do they just hug? but then they kiss and a hug, and then I saw my dad's clients do all three. So what do I do? Do I just do nothing? That's weird. Oh, my God, it's like a fucking, like... Yeah, and then what? And then just sort of just go up to them, and then, I don't know, I'd get nervous and twitch, and they'd be like, why are you twitching? I'm like, I can't explain, <laughs> fuck. And then, and then um, they'd walk away, and I'd just sort of be like, fuck's sake, and just go and sit down and sulk and analyse and speak to my voice. You fucking twat, why'd you do that? Blah, 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 blah. And then speak to the voice of my head again, and it was just... <laughs> It was just that. It was forever. What, um, that's interesting. What's your, um, I I mean, what are your, your, I mean, we could talk about so much, couldn't we? But I think there's, there's key aspects from this podcast that I would like to. No, 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 there is, there is no, there's no. No, it's it's more, it's more about where do you feel, where, what are your views on things like, you know, going back to our suburbia thing, because something that's really on my mind is, you know, growing up, because I've just recently turned 30. So for me, I see a lot of like, at 30, you should be like this. At 30, you should be married. At 30, you should be kids. Where do you see 
things in 50 years for a younger generation? Or even, actually, that's a bit of a shit question. What, what, where do you see things in 10 years for the younger generation? When it comes to 30 used to be old, now it's not. Well, you know, what, what, what changes do you see? For the younger generation, with the growth of social media, with the growth of self-love and Instagram growing at enormous speed, the growth of cryptocurrency, the growth of people doing nothing for work but take pictures of their feet and making millions of pounds, you know, the growth of all of this stuff. Where do you see the youth of tomorrow? I see um, the next generation getting a house unconsciously big enough that their kids can live in it without pissing the parents off or sharing one toilet, right, until they are, say, 35. So, like in London, okay, all the Europeans, they share houses. They're like six in one house. <clears throat> Instead of with strangers, you with your family. So, it's like shared accommodation with family members. People who say India, massive families, they all live in the same house. Neighbours next door to me, auntie, granddad, grandma, mother and son. All in the same damn house. Yeah. It's community. You go anywhere in the world, you know, like anywhere in the world, literally, that's what it used to be. Big families all sharing and just love God. Do you see that for the youth of tomorrow? That's that, but that, what I'm talking about is. No one can afford these stupid fucking houses with one bedroom, one bathroom with 300 grand, which takes 400 years to, to make money. But do you see that the life. Is, is And this isn't for everyone, but the way social media is going... Are you on social media? You're on, yeah, you're on Instagram. Yeah, I don't you? use it actively, but I'm on it to what? do what I need to do. But surely people now are so self-conscious about how they're getting on. They're so self-conscious about life. They're so self-conscious about themselves, about their work. And, and the growth of these content creators that are on TikTok doing... The, the generation beneath us, we just about missed out on that. Because we were old enough to appreciate that that isn't life. We knew what life was before. We knew going to university was pretty much the done thing. We knew that going to do a trade was done by the people that didn't go to university. But now it's so muddled and it's so interesting to speak with someone like you about this. You know, there are people out there that have moved into a house with their friends to become TikTok content creators. I mean, what, what even is this? Again, in life, you have to make money because everything is trading with money. So therefore, how are you going to make the most money possible? Hopefully without sacrificing unhappiness or happiness. So you've got Logan Paul and his brother, fucking 20 million pound mansion in Hollywood Hills. They've got their camera room. They've got all the rooms set up to record. End of the day, it's no different to getting an office and running a business apart from... Yeah. Rather than... And what do they do, these, these Paul brothers? They just... It's about, you know, creating content. So you have loads of people, like, say, you employ a cameraman, you employ a lighting man, somebody uploads it online, somebody gets new people, somebody reaches out. It's like a natural business, like marketing, sales, PR, PA, whatever. And then you think of ideas. You might have another lot of people to create ideas. Yeah. Then you put together a 15-second video that's been carefully thought out with special camera effects. In certain locations, you might travel to China just to get this great shot of some man jumping off this building um, on a bungee jump, holding his iPhone. But that takes time, it takes travel. And we see it as a quick 15 seconds. It's taken a long time. Uh, but yet, the views that that thing gets because of how fucking amazing yeah. it is, ends up making a shitload of money. So because the sponsorship investment. behind it. Exactly. Right? Or just like the views you get. Um, yeah, so yeah, sponsorships. People paying to use their specific... You know, phone in the background. Everything's online. You can reach the whole world online. Whereas these days, if you do, to say, plumbing business, you can only reach the 30,000 in your village. And yeah. half of them have already got a plumber. Yeah, exactly. Or their things doesn't... And tell me, what um, what is a substantial amount of money to make a year now? For someone wanting way, to live a life of, not luxury, but don't... Not, po- not poverty stripping on, but what do you feel is 
a yearly salary that can get you by in this day and age? But when I, you know, 10 years ago, um, millionaires was like the elite. Now billionaires are the elite. Then billion is the new million. Cocaine is the new, can- no, cocaine is the new cannabis. Cannabis is the new alcohol. Yeah. Right? So for somebody to live a life of getting what you think is what people should have, house, car, going out for dinner, holidays, no debts, you need at least a million, at least a million. A year? No, no, not a year. No, no, I'm talking, I'm not talking about in the bank, I'm talking about a yearly salary for someone. I'm talking about in this day and age, what do you feel is a With mortgage or without? You're a 30-year-old man, 30 to 35-year-old, not a man or a woman, and... What, what, what is it? Yeah, mortgage, of course, because people like to buy stuff. Although saying that, I don't believe in buying. I don't think a mortgage at all gives you any freedom. I think a mortgage actually isn't an asset at all. I think your freedom is worth more than a mortgage. And when you rent, you have your freedom because you can walk out the next week or the next month. And that as an asset <clears> is worth more than... If you think that's the subscriptions that we use, like internet, TikTok, no, no, like Netflix, Amazon, all these are about, say, £5, right? Imagine we've average got 20 20 times 5 is, I don't know, 400 quid? Yeah. So that's every single month. Then you've got, say, your bills, water, electricity, gas, and you've got the house. Then you've got food, and you've got holidays, and you've got your car. Yeah. I mean, to live comfortably, 50 grand a month will be plenty. Plenty. So in my mindset, I do the maths. 50 grand a month, you know, David Lloyd, whatever, Jim. 50 grand a month? Yeah. For, for me to live comfortably... 50 grand a year, you mean? No, a month. Because if I want to live in the house that I want to live in... Oh, right. With the amount of land that I want. Yeah, I'm not talking about you, though. I'm t- was, I was. The average person. I was just talking, in this day and age, what do you feel the yearly salary that is acceptable is? Because I feel that anything less than 40 grand a year, you're not really living a life of any, any form of excitement or luxury. And that is quite a scary... 50 grand's a joke. I'd rather not get up. And that's quite a Because what's left at the end is what, like, four grand why, at the end of the year? Why, why are you money, mate? Mo- mo- why are you money motivated? Then, For me... everything in your life... At the moment, your monthly outgoings are seventeen pounds a month. How? Why are you then money motivated? Because everything in life is based on money. For me to be able to do what I want to do, think and do it requires money. If I want to go to London, I need to get a taxi or get a train. That requires money. Yeah. Am I going to fucking bring a packed lunch? That needs money. Yeah, food. And that's why I said everything to you earlier on in the podcast, though. But that was why I did say to you that you are for someone that has no outgoings what you also don't have is the ability to plan because you're not you don't have an income so if i said to you hey oliver the pubs are reopened now i know we don't drink but say we did or say we there was a new really cool live street show in london oh no i have money and i'd find a way to make money should i have not have that money i know but what i'm saying is not having a income of any sort that's free flowing does limit you on making plans does it not yeah but i've always had this thing about if you build something long enough, then it will support you forever. For example, I didn't go travelling when I was, say, 16, because I knew I'd be a millionaire and I can go China when I want, go Thailand when I want, go Australia when I want. Whereas if I went travelling after uni in the gap or whatever, I'd enjoy that, want to go back. on a shoestring. I'd, yeah, I'd enjoy that so much, then I'd have to get a job. What, three weeks worth of holiday in a year for the job? Well, what yeah. the fuck am I going to go travelling? When I'm dead? So yeah. I sacrificed it. I know I'm going to be a millionaire and I know I'm going to be able to do whatever I want to do. The only problem is I wasn't consistent. So nothing yeah. ever materialised yeah, earlier. However, if all things happen for a reason, then I'm not even in control of my consistency because it's all about energy when you were born. And if the force is being pulled that way and I'm trying to go there because I think what I want is over there, yeah. you know, it's Aquarius season or whatever yeah, it is. You, I'm an Aquarius. It makes sense why this force is always against me. And you're big me. on that? I, no, 
uh, astrocartography, meaning the planets that were around when you were born, you are charged based on those energies. But astrology, the generics of, you know, confident, shy, everyone can see the same traits in January, February, March, yeah. May. That's nonsense. Horoscopes are nonsense. But astrocartography, there is science behind that. Like the trees will blossom when it's sunny and yeah. it's a certain temperature. That's, that's just I, um We spoke about consistency briefly, but consistency, would you agree, is the one trait that is overrides everything in life? It is the... The one trait will override anything in life. Consistency, for example, is if those, that tree drops loads of acorns, if it continues to do that, at least one acorn at some point will create another tree. And that tree will have another, you know, 100 acorns and the same thing will happen. That's consistency. As long as seeds keep dropping, some might rot away, but one seed will blossom and you don't know what it's going to be. It could be next year, three years' time, five years' time. Consistency with anything. Fucking your wife to get pregnant, um, cooking and getting better at how you're cooking. You know, it I, will I create agree. anything. And, and I've, I've, I've said, I use the analogy and I consistently say about it as well, that when you... Um, when you're consistent in life, like, you know, good things do start to happen. And, um, you know, going back to my original point, in, in life, when you go and get a job in an office, for instance, they're drumming consistency into you from the minute you get there and you don't even realise it. You know, and, and it's what we said before of you go to a job, say you go and work in an office and they say you need to be here at nine in the morning, you're going to stay till six... You know that you consistently need to be in that office at nine in the morning. And you know that you consistently will be leaving at six. There was already a bit of consistency. By the way, Oliver, um, every single Monday we have a team startup meeting. That's at 10 a.m. You know already they're dropping more consistency into you that you consistently go to this meeting. But all you're doing is getting consistently better at your job to make them more money. And that's how it works. So if, you can t- if I could take anything away from the job I had for nine months, I had a job for nine months. I call it, it created a baby inside me that the baby was I never wanted to work again for someone. It was nine months. That's how long it takes to create a baby. And nine months is how long it took for me to realise that I never, ever wanted to work for someone. It's the same thing. That was me being reborn as a new human. Nine months. It was bang on nine months as well. I made, made the idea. And do you know when I re- realised that I didn't want a job? When you left. Yeah, well, no, because in order to leave, I had to have realised that I didn't want the job. But I went on holiday, and I'll never, ever forget it. When I I first joined the job, I needed the money. So I did the job because I needed the money. It didn't really fit in with my lifestyle because it was in recruitment, and it was in an office, and it was just didn't fit in my life. But I did it because I needed... It was a lesson. I needed to be taught that I didn't want a job, and I also needed money at the time. So it served its purpose. But I went on a holiday, and I will never, ever, ever forget the feeling of being on holiday by a swimming pool in Greece, sun beating, Corona and... Uh, uh, Coronavirus? No, a Corona <laughs> beer and a pina colada, having a bit of fun by the pool, listening to my headphones, jumping in and out of the pool, knowing that in 48 hours, <laughs> I would be sat back at a desk of a job that didn't fulfil me, that didn't make me a lot of money and that didn't align with any of my values. And it was at that point I realised that in 48 hours, 48 one-hour slots, I would be back in another country at a desk of a job that I didn't want. And that feeling is like 
I Sickening. can't explain it. It's Sickening. like I'm shackled. I'm on the holiday because I had the job that paid for me to go on that holiday. But what that job's also making me is come back from the holiday fuck off and holiday go back again. to... Yeah, but I fuck off on holiday again in a year's time. Do you understand how long a year is? And I'm very conscious of the people listening to this podcast will maybe have jobs and maybe we'll be sitting there thinking, you fucking free-thinking, arrogant fuckers. You know, we can't all just swan off on holiday. I'm not saying that. I don't have enough money in my bank to swan off on holiday. But what I did is I realised that I did appreciate my freedom. Freedom's a dangerous thing as well. If you give someone freedom that doesn't know how to use it, they can end up going off the rails. Because, you know, working and having a job and having routine in your life keeps you sane. And when you don't have a job, you don't have routine. It's for you to implement that routine into your own life. When I wasn't, like, making money or deciding what the fuck am I going to do because when I shut everything down before I got a part-time job, I was getting up at the same time just to go for walks, just to get routine. Of course. You've installed some routine into your life. It would drive me crazy, like, just laying in bed, watching yet more Netflix. It was what we're going to do. So even if I didn't um, know what I was going to do, I have to imagine that, I am going to know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I need a routine to get up. I need to be showered by a certain time, not just fart around and shower when I've got to go out. No, fucking get your shit together now. Nothing might happen, but you're ready to go. Otherwise, a client calls and I'm like, hang on, let's go have a shower. You're 28 and you need a shower. It's fucking yeah. one o'clock in the afternoon. Right? So it was like, okay, I'm waiting for this bus, which I'd hope would arrive. And then, you know, four years later, whatever, it does arrive. Um, when I was doing cleaning tables, there's a rotor, but you'll just put on whatever the fuck you put on. Everyone else just accepts it. They could be opening and closing. I was the management's biggest pain in the ass because yeah. I'm like, look, I will close every night as long as I go, as long as I start at five. Because yeah. I need to be able to do what I want to do throughout the day, live my fucking life. And so I'll close every night and start at five, but at least I had routine and consistency. Never went to any staff meetings. I refused to. I came every excuse under the Why sun. Why did you did you tell them you refused? I'm not getting up on a Saturday for a two hour shitty meeting with some incompetent managers. Why 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 would they insist on having meetings? Well, it's just like staff meetings to better the business, right? When they say breakfast, the head's breakfast, like I imagine bacon and egg and some avocado and salmon. No, it's fucking muffins, bananas and Where grapes. did you work? Nando's. Nando. Oh, of course you did. I saw you there. Like fucking great. You used to have really long hair, didn't you? Yeah. What, what's your view on having long hair? So when I was when I was 21, um, I thought, fuck the world, I'm just going to do me and not let anybody again tell me what to do, ever. And since then, no one did. It's about being nature, being natural. Just growing my hair, bathing in the dark, getting up at dusk like Jesus would. Decent enough hairdresser. So I just grew my hair out. How long just, did you grow it for? Six, seven, seven years. I seven years? I didn't, you didn't... From 21 to 28... I didn't cut my hair at all. How long did it get? Oh, like belly button length. No, 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 like l- longer than belly button. It was coming down my back, right? And it was multicolored, and I only cupped, chopped it off because I was d- doing Domino's deliveries in my helmet. And it was getting in my face. It was hot, really hot. And um, I-, I looked in the mirror, and I saw myself as a woman. And I was like, oh, this has got to go. Men were calling me babe in the toilet. Sorry, babe, wrong toilet. You know what I mean? I was like, oh my God, yeah, got... yeah, in Tesco's getting some shopping centre. It was too long. It was too... Did you tie it up in a bun? <laughs> yeah, I had a fucking bird's nest in my head. I literally just tied it up in a messy bun and didn't give a shit. Yeah, that's too long. Yeah, it was so long that it would flop down and it wouldn't tie itself up because it was so long. It was longer than most girls and girls were like, they were jealous. It was yeah. so long, so thick. They were jealous of my hair. And I was a guy who just, well... Yeah, you had long hair. I had long hair. No, he's only asked that because I remember <laughs> you had long hair and now you've obviously you've shaved it all off. I shaved it all off. One extreme to the other. Longest hair of anyone? Nothing. Zero. Nil. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess something to finish on today. Um, how are we doing for time? 53 minutes, fine. Yeah. Um, 
No, 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 I don't want to stop it just There's yet. There's no time, by the way. You can what, stop are your, um, what are your views? It's quite a deep one, but it's something that I would like your opinion on, on the afterlife. So, when I was 21, I was believing in... God, a lot happened at 21 for you. No, 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 because that's when I was awakened to everything, right? Everything all in one place. So, afterlife to me was about um, when you die, there's another life. You incarnate as a cow, a cup, a tree, whatever, okay? Which means there's past lives. Because in order to have the afterlives, there must be past lives. And then you think about, we're living these lives to kind of deal with karma we didn't do in our last life. So, if we were a cunt in the last life, yeah. we're going to have a cunt life now. And then we're like, okay, please, no more cunty life. And then you get, we're born again, and you don't take it for granted, and then you kind of don't come back, right? I was speaking to my grandma's spirit, <clears throat> who I realised was never there, and it was just me speaking to my own voice, and my energy was making things click, things flicker, things move. So then I was like, oh my God, spirit's afterlife, ghost, reincarnation. Then I was like, hang on a sec. If I was, say, and I believe that was reincarnation in Jesus, yeah. if I was him, does that mean consciousness is in the brain? Because if it is, he's dead in the ground, mm. which means there's no reincarnation, <clears throat> because... Um, if I think or know I was Jesus, his brain, to be aware that he is Jesus, is in the ground. Right. Which means there can't be reincarnation. But what there is, is people are magnets to other thoughts on the same frequency, like radio stations, like walkie-talkies. It is possible that Jesus reached a certain level of awareness, which is a certain frequency, that at 21, I reached that same frequency, and I was tuning in <clears throat> to all of his thoughts, the same thoughts he had on this world. And I was picking up his thoughts. They were my thoughts, which I thought, which it wasn't. Just like when you say to your parents, let's go for a walk in Windsor Great Park. It's their thought you were picking up on it, right? At the same time, you might be thinking, I wish I could go to Windsor Great Park. And they say we're going. Yeah. Constantly picking up thoughts. And that's what I believed I was doing, was picking up Jesus' thoughts. And then a few months later, as I raised my energy even more, I was like, I can't be Jesus because of what I just said. And that was it. So you talked yourself out. I talked myself out of reincarnation, Jesus, spirits, afterlife, ghosts. And I spent my whole life trying to see ghosts, have psychic readings, believe in the incarnation. I was begging for ghosts, spirits, like we used to go on holiday in old country cottages and I was speaking to no one. My parents were like, remember you speak to this guy called Norman in the cottage? And no one was there. I'd hear things in the kitchen, convince myself it's a fucking ghost. I look back, probably my mum just yeah. making a coffee. But in my head it was a fucking ghost because I thought mum was asleep. that you... Where you are in your life at the moment, that you are, uh, you're a complete human. You've cut, you're at one with yourself completely. So I believe that people go through an awakening to be enlightened. Now, when I say enlightened, I mean you have gained control over what you've always tried to get control over. You can always grow, you can always learn new knowledge, right? You can always evolve and have a spiritual journey. But to me, enlightened is where you go from, like, not understanding everything, yeah. while we're here, to, okay, I know while we're here, it's about being present, being loving to everyone else. That's enlightenment, right? In my opinion. Yeah. That's all there is to life. But people spend their whole life trying to get there. Right, got you. Because if you can't forgive people and you've been abused and you've got shit in the past, it's just so traumatic to deal with. You can't just go back in time. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Imagine you had a, have an uncle that now lives in Australia that abused you. You need to go to him and say, I forgive you. You've got to save up two grand for the flight. Yeah. Get the balls to do it. The aftermath. Yeah. It's not as simple as that. No. Yeah, you're Which right. is why some people never find enlightenment. Yeah. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. Oh, that's interesting. You say that. And even though it's, um, it seems like it's easy and I have it all sussed, my whole life until 21, I was fighting for this freedom. Yeah. So it's different forms of pain. Yeah. Like mom is in my head pain. Yeah. 
I wanted to die the same as somebody who might get abused wants to die. Yeah. But it was a different. But it was type you were giving yourself the abuse. Yeah, because I didn't understand know why I was like this, why I saw this, and you're saying it's this, yeah. and I'm like, no, it's not this. I'm going to be a millionaire. You're telling me I'm not. Like, the why? Yeah, you're Richard not, Branson right. says believe and never give up, but my parents are saying just get a job. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, no, I get that. Back into my head. Why are they saying that? Yeah. <laughs> Constantly trying to justify to myself why I kind of have the right to think like it. It's yeah. always about justifying or analysing. They say I'm weird. Why am I weird? I either accept that I'm weird or yeah. I come up with a reason why you think I'm weird. And then when I do, okay, it's not that I'm weird. It's just that you're not used to seeing this guy with long hair. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to justify why I'm actually it was, normal. It was mighty long as well. It was fucking long. Did we do the last podcast in this car? Yes. Oh, I have to admit, this is much better. What? It was more free-flowing and just... Mixture of everything. What, this podcast? Yeah. This one's been great. They're this always one. great with you. We get, we get one in every quarter, don't we? So we do four a year. And then you're I mean, we've only done... We've only, this is our second one. I know, but that was <laughs> at the end of last quarter. Yeah. This is at the end of this quarter. Do you understand? You wouldn't know how quarters work because that's the corporate world. Yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't... For you, our a quarter... Our quarterly sum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, often in the corporate world, it's just a meeting about a meeting, isn't it? It's yeah. just passing of the buck. And do you know what business is? When you really think about it and break it down. Getting, getting somebody else to do your bitch work. Nope. What is business? Well, business, like... Business, business. You start up a business, what is it? People within your business, what are they? What is business? The people doing stuff that you don't want to do. Nope. To make you as much money as possible. Nope. Because you're a lazy prick and... You... Business is just one big conversation. That's all it is. Of how to get stuff done. Which is just one big conversation, isn't it? Everything in life really is one big conversation. Communication, key. We'll finish there. Right, anything you want to promote? No, only the fact that this is a great uh, podcast. Oh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. It's at josh underscore the underscore PT. I'm a personal trainer. Great podcast. Well done. That went there. Howdy. Thanks for listening to my episode. Uh, If you could remember to rate and review the episode after you've listened, that'd be fantastic. And also subscribe so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And also, please tell your friends on socials about me podcast. Now I'm going for a poo. I'll be back later. Have a great day and speak to you soon.